Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope all of you out there in the world are doing well. I hope all of you out there are staying safe during this pandemic and are continuing to make smart, good, careful decisions. Welcome to a 2022 NBA playoff preview edition of the show today. As we all know, ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans, as you guys obviously know that I am, all of us basketball fans can't wait for the 2022 NBA playoffs to start. And that's something that I want to start with that I believe has stood out to me. This 2022 NBA playoff field in the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference is probably the strongest that I have seen in a long, long time. I mean, I, I just, it's the Eastern Conference, I mean, in the East, you got the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, the Sixers, and then you have the Nets, the Cavaliers, who are young and up and coming. You have the Hornets with LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, who's been in the playoffs. He has playoff experience. Trey Young and the Hawks, who made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and and then and then and then not only that, you have James Harden and Joel Embiid in the Sixers. You have Demar Derozan and Zach Levine and the Bulls, who who even since the Tom Thibodeau days, they play hard. They they get up in you. They're physical, and Demar Derozan is their closer. And then you have the and then you have the Toronto Raptors who who have a history of winning a championship. They've been in the playoffs a few times over the last few years. Then in the Western Conference, you got my man Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns. You have John Morant and the Grizzlies, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and the Warriors, Luka and the Mavericks. And then, and, and, and then also you got Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz, Nikola Jokic, and Aaron Gordon and Will Barton and the Nuggets, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Markeith Morris, I and 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 Ivic and Ivica Zubak, Zubak, and the Clippers. You have C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and the Pelicans, and then you, and then you have D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. And the Minnesota Timberwolves. So when you look at this field in the Eastern and Western Conferences, when you look at this field, you you can look at this field and you can tell, okay, this field is really, really strong. But when you really dig and you dive deep into the field, you really probably only see about maybe four four, maybe five teams who could compete for a championship. But, like I said before, and I'm going to say it again, this field in the East and Western conferences are really, really good. Now, you have a few teams out there. You have a couple teams like the Dallas Mavericks or even like the Utah Jazz or my Miami Heat to a degree who are really, if you look at them and you break them down, they're really one-man show type teams. Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler. Take Jimmy Butler out of the Miami Heat. Take him off the Miami Heat. Eh, Miami's very limited. Very, very limited. Donovan Mitchell. Outside of Donovan Mitchell, the only other legitimate scorer that you can look at for the Utah Jazz is Jordan Clarkson. 
Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. You take Luka off of the Mavericks, Dallas's offense is very, very limited. So you have, so while you have a strong field, you really have to look at the teams that are in the field as well. And you have to break them down to say, okay, is this team really a championship team? That team's a championship team, but is this team really a championship team? So while this field is really strong, and I like I like the matchups in these in 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 this NBA playoff picture on the eastern on the eastern and western conference sides, you really have to look at and say to yourself, okay, yeah. Not really buying that team right now. But these matchups or these potential matchups that you could see down the line in the Eastern Conference semifinals or the Western Conference semifinals or even the Eastern Conference finals or the Western Conference finals, those potential matchups that you could get are what make the NBA playoffs the NBA playoffs and why us as fans enjoy the NBA playoffs so much and we enjoy April and May and June around this time of the year. I'm going to say this really, really quickly. My favorite times of the year in sports, side note, my favorite time of the year in sports or times of the year in sports, the NFL playoffs, the Major League Baseball playoffs, March Madness, and the NBA playoffs. Those are my four favorite times of the year. NBA playoffs, NFL playoffs, March Madness, and Major League Baseball playoffs. Because all four of those times of the year bring something different and they bring something special and unique to the table that you really don't get anywhere else in sports. And the thing about it is while you can dig deep and you can dive deep into each and every one of these teams and think, are those teams really championship contenders? The NBA playoffs brings what? They brings that team's fan base hope that, okay, yeah, we have a chance. We have a legitimate chance to get to an Eastern Conference Finals. We have a, le- we have a legitimate chance to get to a Western Conference Finals. Hell, if things break our way, we could get to the NBA Finals. We could get we could legitimately get to the NBA finals. So that's why I say I love those four times of of the year in sports, because it brings every fan base's team hope and it gives every team's fan base a chance to say. We got a chance. We got a chance to go all the way, possibly if we have a good enough versatile roster with guys and stars that can close down the line. But like I said before, man, the Eastern Conference and Western Conferences look stacked and each of those teams in each of those conferences, outside of the play-in tournament, each team in those conferences, one through one through six or one through seven or one through eight can legitimately say we got a chance to go all the way. And that's what I love about the NBA playoffs. That's that's truly what I love. And 
This is the strongest. This is the strongest that I've probably seen both conferences, Western and Eastern conferences, in a long, long time. And usually, probably about 10, 10, 11 years ago, hell, I'll go even far back as to say six, seven years ago with the Miami Heat when we had Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, or when Le- when Cleveland had LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, or with the war- when the Warriors had Steph, Clay, and Draymond, or when the Warriors had Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD. All you really could say is, okay, Miami's getting to the finals. Okay, Cleveland's getting to the finals. Okay, Warriors are getting to the finals. You can't say that now. You cannot say you can't say that anymore in basketball. You really, really can't because both teams' conferences have teams with stars, have teams that play hard in general, in general, even though they don't legitimately have stars, and they have young teams that are that are up and coming in this tournament that are just a couple of pieces away from probably really being legitimate championship contending teams in two or three years. So I cannot wait for the NBA playoffs to start, and I'm very, very excited about it. Coming up next, I'm going to give you guys my playoff predictions for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference playoffs and for the 2022 NBA playoffs, and I'm going to give you guys the team in the NBA playoffs that I believe you will need to look out for who is kind of my dark horse. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Right now, coming up next, right now, I'm going to give you guys my 2022 NBA playoff predictions. Now, this is for the play-in tournament, for the first round, conference semifinals, conference finals, and then the NBA finals for both conferences. All right? So let's get started. First, let's start off in the Eastern Conference in the play-in tournament. The Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have the Brooklyn Nets defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Seven matchup versus eight matchup. And I have the Nets beating Cleveland and Brooklyn eventually ending up as the one seed. The 9-10 matchup, the Hornets and the Hawks. I just feel like LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and the Hornets just aren't quite ready yet. Trey Young and the Hawks have been there before. They've done it before. They've made it. They made it all the way to the conference finals last year. So I'm gonna go with the Hawks. And in the play-in game, Cavs, the 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 loser of the seven-eight matchup, which would be the Cavs in my prediction, and the winner of the nine-ten matchup with the Hawks. Hawks, Cavs. I gotta go with the Hawks, meaning that, meaning that in the first round. Of the Eastern Conference playoffs, the Heat would the Heat the number one seed Heat would play the Hawks, the number two seed Celtics would play the number seven seed Nets, the three seed Bucks would play the six seed Bulls, the four seed Sixers would play the five seed Raptors, and here's how I have that going at, uh, at, after my playing predictions. My they are my Heat and the Hawks. I'm gonna go with my Miami Heat to beat the Atlanta Hawks. I just feel like with my Miami Heat playing. As good and as tough of defense as as we play, Kyle Lowry's been to a finals before. Jimmy Butler's had playoff experience and and and, and NBA Finals experience. Bam Adebayo has NBA Finals experience. With that tough Heat culture, I just feel like the Miami Heat will just be too much for Atlanta, 
and I think the Heat win that series. Boston against Brooklyn. It's just this simple. I've seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown already with Al Horford. I've seen it already. Brooklyn has Katie and Kyrie, and Boston doesn't. I'm going with the I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets to knock off the Boston Celtics. The Bucks, the Bucks taking on the Bulls. I'm I'm gonna go with with the with the Milwaukee Bucks. I just feel like Chicago won't have enough offensively to keep up with Milwaukee. Milwaukee's size and length will just will eventually catch up to Chicago, and I believe Milwaukee will just will just completely overwhelm Chicago. The Sixers and the Raptors. I feel like the Sixers will win this series and they will beat the Raptors. And to me, to me, it just feels like the Raptors wouldn't have enough to keep up with the Sixers. So I got the Sixers knocking off the Raptors. Eastern Conference semifinals, the Miami Heat against the Philadelphia 76ers. To me, I'm going to go with the Sixers over the Heat in this case. Yes, you have Jimmy Butler guarding James Harden. But I really don't think Bam Adebayo is going to be able to guard Joel Embiid consistently. And there may even be times where Joel Embiid may get Bam Adebayo in foul trouble. And it just to me, it just feels like the Sixers are very, very versatile. And I think they would match up very, very well with my Miami Heat. So I got the Sixers beating the Miami Heat and moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks against the Brooklyn Nets. Bottom line, it's just as simple as this. If the if the if the Brooklyn Nets had Ben Simmons, I may probably have picked Brooklyn. But the fact that Brooklyn does not have Ben Simmons, and you and, and Milwaukee has a, has as much size and as much and as much length as, as they do. With Giannis, with Chris Middleton, with Brooke Lopez, with Serge Ibaka, and then you have Drew Holiday, you have Pat Connington, you have Grayson Allen. They have so much versatility and length and shooting. And if you really look at it and you really pay attention, who on that Brooklyn squad is going to guard Giannis? They don't have anybody. Brooklyn, Brooklyn does not have anybody that's going to guard Giannis. Who on that Brooklyn squad is going to guard Chris Middleton? I mean, I mean, realistically, outside of Kevin Durant. I mean, they don't really have anybody. But then you flip the telescope over and you look at the opposite side of it. Milwaukee, Milwaukee can put Giannis on Kevin Durant. Milwaukee can put Drew Holiday on Kyrie. They can put a, a, a Serge Ibaka on Kevin Durant. They can put a Chris Middleton on a Kyrie Irving or whatever the case may be. Milwaukee is versatile enough and lengthy enough and and, and big enough in size to where they can possibly, they could overwhelm Brooklyn. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee to knock off Brooklyn. And I have the Brooklyn, excuse me, I have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals. Here's where I think the Sixers' road to the to, to getting to the NBA Finals ends, and it's the same thing with the with the Brooklyn Nets and 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 the Milwaukee Bucks. Brooklyn is versatile. Excuse me, uh, Philadelphia is versatile enough defensively 
to be able to guard everybody else. But the but the one thing, in my opinion, and this is just me, outside of Joel Embiid, Brooklyn, oh, excuse me, Philadelphia, I keep saying Brooklyn. Philadelphia really doesn't have anybody else that can guard Giannis. And that's the main issue that I have with Philadelphia. Philadelphia, if if Joel Embiid is put on Giannis, which more than likely that probably will happen, Philadelphia is taking a big risk, and they're taking a big risk for this reason. Giannis could very well get Joel Embiid in foul trouble. He He could very well get Joel Embiid in foul trouble. And that is the major issue that I have with Philadelphia putting Joel Embiid on Giannis. Okay? Outside of Joel Embiid, nobody else on that squad can guard Giannis. Nobody else. And that is the main issue that I have with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Milwaukee is versatile enough to guard everybody on Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not versatile enough to guard everybody on Milwaukee. And that's the issue that I have with that series. So with that being said, I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks to knock off the Philadelphia 76ers and move on to the NBA Finals. Over in the Western Conference, in the Western Conference play-in tournament, the number seven seed, uh, um, excuse me, the number seven seed Minnesota Timberwolves will take on the eight seed Clippers. I got the Clippers knocking off the Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, while while they're getting better and they're up and coming, I just feel like the Clippers are hitting their stride at this point in the season. So I got the Clippers winning that and becoming the seventh seed. The Pelicans and the Spurs. I feel like the Pelicans will win this series. It just feels to me like the Pelicans will win that series. And in the play-in game, the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. I have the Timberwolves winning that winning winning that play-in game, and the Pelicans will end up as the eighth seed. So move down. First round. Suns against the number eight seed Pelicans. I got the Suns. Smashing the Pelicans is not even going to be close. The two-seeded Grizzlies taking on the seven-seed Clippers. While I like John Morant and I like where the Grizzlies are headed, I like the Grizzlies and I like the way their team is constructed. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, um, Dylan Brooks. I like the way their roster is constructed. They're young. They're fast. They get out in transition. I just feel like the Clippers are so well put together as far as their roster, and they're so versatile as far as their roster goes. It just feels like to me that the Clippers will will just be too much for the uh, for the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies will put up a fight. Um, they will definitely put up a fight, but I just feel like the Clippers will be too much for the Grizzlies. Warriors and the Nuggets. I got the Warriors defeating the Nuggets, and it's just for this specific reason. I don't trust the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray. Yes, Steph, Clay, and Draymond just can't seem to stay on the court together at this point in their careers because they're all beat up and nicked up. But the war, but still, the Warriors got Steph. They got Clay. They got Draymond. Steph will eventually come back at some point, probably during that first round series. And I just simply don't trust the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray going up against the Warriors. Jonathan Kaminga, 
Jordan Poole. I mean, just me personally, I'm going with the Warriors. That's just me. Next up, the Dallas Mavericks against the Utah Jazz. I believe this series is going to simply come down to this. Who outside of Donovan Mitchell for the Jazz can put up buckets for Utah? Really, the only other person outside of Donovan Mitchell that that has proven that he can put up buckets for the Jazz in the playoffs is Jordan Clarkson. So, while you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert, you have Jordan Clarkson, you also have Bojan Bogdanovic, too, along with Royce O'Neal. So, me personally, and then and not only that, Luka's hurt. So, I'm going with the Jazz to knock off the Dallas Mavericks. Moving on to the Western Conference semifinals, the Phoenix Suns against the Utah Jazz. I'm going with the Phoenix Suns to knock off Utah and move on to the Western Conference Finals. And the Warriors face the seven-seed Clippers. I'm undecided about this series for this specific reason. I'm undecided about this series because if Kawhi Leonard comes back, if Kawhi Leonard comes back, and it's just as simple as this for me, if Kawhi Leonard comes back, I got the Clippers beating the Warriors. If Kawhi Leonard does not come back, as much as 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 much and as as much as I like how how constructed the Clippers roster is and how versatile their roster is, I just don't think that with that I just don't think that them without Kawhi Leonard will be able to beat the Warriors. So it's just it's just as simple as this: if Kawhi Leonard comes back at any point before the Western Conference Finals. I got the I got the Clippers beating the Warriors or beating whoever they play in the second round and I got them meeting the Phoenix Suns in the conference finals. It's just that simple. It's it's just that simple. If Kawhi comes back, then the Clippers will beat the Warriors in the conference semifinals. If he doesn't come back, and it's just PG and Reggie Jackson and Robert Covington and Robert Robert Covington and Norman Powell, then I got the Warriors. But with that being said, to me it 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 really doesn't matter if either one of those teams meet the Suns because I have the Phoenix Suns winning the West anyway, and I have the and I have the Phoenix Suns winning the Western Conference Finals and moving on to the NBA Finals to play the Milwaukee Bucks again. In the NBA Finals, just like last year, it's going to be a Bucks Suns rematch. But this time, I'm picking Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and the Phoenix Suns to knock off the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games. And and I'm picking the Phoenix Suns to win their first ever NBA championship. And Chris Paul or maybe Devin Booker will win NBA Finals MVP. And Chris Paul will win, and, and my boy Chris Paul, who's my second favorite point guard of all time next to Allen Iverson, will win his first NBA championship in his entire career. And I say that Phoenix will win the championship for this reason. Obviously, we all know they went to the finals last year. They've been there before. But also, Phoenix is much better equipped this year to match up with Milwaukee than they were last year. They've added size, JaVale McGee, Bismack Biombo, and obviously Mikel Bridges has been there before. Jay Crowder's been there before. Devin Booker's been there before. 
and obviously Tory Craig. And here's the other thing, too, that people need to realize. Frank Kaminsky is going to come back probably at some point, too. He may come back at some point. And so Phoenix is is much better equipped this time to get to the NBA Finals and win it. They, they, They are athletic. They're fast. They get out in transition. And I said this a few months ago. Cameron Johnson is their third option on offense. It could be Mikel Bridges or Cameron Johnson, but Cameron Johnson is their third option on offense. And like I said before, they're much better equipped to get to the finals and win it this time. So those are my 2022 NBA finals, or or, excuse me, that's my 2022 NBA playoff predictions. And, the team that I think that you guys need to look out for in the NBA playoffs, like I said before, and I'm going to say it again, is the Los Angeles Clippers. And I say it's the Los Angeles Clippers simply because of if you look at that roster, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Markeith Morris, Ivan Zubak, Havenstein, that roster is so versatile Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann last year against the Phoenix Suns and the against the Phoenix Suns, I think it was in game four, game five, dropped 40. Norman Powell comes over from the Toronto Raptors. He's he 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 comes off the bench. He's a sixth man. He can play defense. He can give you he can give you 15 to 17 if he needs to. Robert Covington coming over from the Portland Trailblazers. He can hit the three and play D if he needs to. Markeith Morris. He can he he's rough and tough. He can hit he can hit clutch threes. He can hit the three if he needs to. He can lock you up and play rough and tough defense. Paul George can play rough and tough defense. Paul George definitely needs to step up. He definitely needs to step up. But Paul George can give you 25, 30 on occasion, and he can play defense if he needs to. You have such interchangeable, versatile pieces for this Clippers roster that if they get Paul George, I mean, if they get Kawhi Leonard back, they have a legitimate chance to go on a really deep playoff run and go all the way to the NBA Finals. But the only team that's in their way of making that happen is the Phoenix Suns. So that's my dark horse team, the Los Angeles Clippers. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. Fellow basketball fans, as we all know, the 2022 NBA playoffs is going to start to take place tomorrow, starting with the play-in tournament. And as you guys heard earlier on in the show, I picked the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship over the over the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games. And my boy Chris Paul, in my opinion, will win NBA Finals MVP for and win his first NBA championship. But my question to you guys is this. I have a question for you guys. Take your team out of it. If your team is in the tournament, take your team out of it. And just as a pure basketball fan, who do you believe will win the NBA championship for the 2021-2022 season? Again, take your team out of it. Okay, I'm taking my Miami Heat out of it. Okay, Take your team out of it. Who do you think, as a just a pure realistic basketball fan, who do you think will win the 2021-2022 NBA championship? And depending on the team that you pick, 
that specific team that you pick, who do you think will win NBA Finals MVP? That's my question to you guys. I would love to know the answer to that question from you guys. And with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Sam podcast, NBA playoff preview edition of the show. Thank you all for listening. I really, really do appreciate you all. Thank you so much. I hope you all enjoy the NBA playoffs as much as I will. I cannot wait to see to see both fields and the Eastern Conference and Western Conferences just go at it. And we just have so much fun, just pure, emotional, just talented basketball. I cannot wait for this. I am very, very excited. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the playoffs. I'm out. Peace.